So hey there, everybody who's listening. I am here to let you know that right now it is 4.16 p.m. on January 12, 2024. And um, we're going to be talking to Laura, who is the author of International Love on the Amalfi Coast. She will be on at 5 uh, p.m. today. So make sure that you are listening in at 5 p.m. today when we're going to be interviewing Laura on the podcast. She's going to come over to answer some questions, talk a little bit, laugh a little bit. Um, and then remember that you're always able to go ahead and contact us to also uh, speak to the authors and to follow us on our website at jetsonlife.com. Again, uh, jetsonlive.com and the email as well as jetsonlive at gmail.com. So visit our website for information on everything that we offer. Um, we offer retreats, we offer meditations, tarot readings, um, Arthur spotlights like we're doing right now with Laura, this podcast, or follow me at jetsonlive on my TikTok. So on TikTok, I also go live. So let's go ahead and read a little bit here on this book um again the name of the book is the international love on the amafi coast and a little bit about the book it is a romance novel that is um an american girl from jersey finds herself pretty much reminiscing and thinking of a past love that she had and her job takes her back to italy and at this point it is one of those stories that you have to read to see whether or not she meets her long loves again um, and they're able to rekindle or reconnect. The book is also a beautiful journey of um, food and music and places in the Mafi Coast. So it's also like a travel guide if you um, can read it just for that. Okay, as a travel guide, you can read it as a food guide as well, and you can read it as a romance novel. So it's pretty genius. And Laura is um, a great author. She's got a couple of books out. You can go look for her links on my website at jetsonlive.com. And then you're also able to see her on her pages and her information is all on my website. So you can always go ahead and go to Jetson Live and click on Arthur Spotlight. And you'll see information on Laura, how to get a hold of her, how to email her, where to buy her books, um, where to even contact her, whether, you know, maybe you're close by to where she lives and um, she's able to see you for a facial or for lashes because she also does that as well. She's also an author when it comes to industry standards for skincare. And she's she's a great person and very fun to talk to. So I hope you guys enjoy her at 5 p.m. today. Um we might be on about 5.15 p.m. when we actually go live. So I'm letting you guys know that around 5, just come over and log in to Jetson Live on the podcast. It could be on Podbean. It could be on um, any of the, the major podcasts. You should be able to just put in the search line um, jetsonlive.com and it should populate. Again, um, one way to also find us is to go straight to my website, jetsonlive.com and then click on the pot like uh, pot link there so let's go ahead and read a little bit of this and i like i like taking pages from her book and just reading um a couple of things and the book is also very spiritual it's also a beautiful journey of love like i said and i'm going to read um a little bit of this so hopefully i can make different voices for the characters if there's different characters 
and and stuff so i'm just randomly keep picking um one section of the book and opening a page and reading a little bit of the story um so you guys get a um kind of like a feel for the book and a feel for the characters um and a feel for the for the story you know that that's happening so um and then also kind of reflect you know i'm i'm a meditation and um spiritual speaker and sometimes when you read things or you listen to something you're meant to to hear it you're meant to um kind of reflect upon it and see what your life is also um bringing you you know so here the the title is my first summer in italy and she likes to quote um so it says here here lives here begins a new life dante so think about it how many times have you have you moved somewhere how many times have you started a new chapter in your life how many times you started something new and this is a, a interesting that we open to this page because you know it's a new a new beginning right a new life and here we are in january 12 2024 it is a new life it is a new year it is a new chapter the it is the year of the dragon and on the podcast um i will also be on here another time i'm gonna be talking to uh with my host mara she's been traveling and we're actually actually reconnecting again and i've been i've been off the offcast because i myself also moved and i needed to regroup so i'm back i i will still bring the astrology report i will bring back um more talks and things like that but you know in this new year it's a new life so here i am on this book and you know i am just randomly opening pages and i'm letting spirit guide me as to what i'm supposed to read so the title here is my first summit in Italy and the quote is he begins a new life so let me go ahead and read a little bit of this book that Laura wrote again is international love on the Amalfi coast you can find it on my website at jatsonlife.com and you can also tune in at 5 15 p.m today to listen to Laura's live interview or go ahead and um, follow us and you'll be able to see her live interview later so let's read a little bit of this Finally, the first peace and quiet. I'm getting on this plane. During everything that happened the last two weeks, I never got a chance to sit down and reminisce about the two incredible summers I spent in Italy. Now I can sit and absorb the magnitude of the last 10 years and how excited I am to be traveling back to this spectacular country. It all started when my family let me go to Italy for a summer with my best friend, the Volps, along with their daughters, who were a little older than myself. The Volps spent most of their summers on the Amalfi Coast and were always talking about how they couldn't wait to go back. I was absolutely shocked. My parents let me leave. I get out from under and to get out from under their wings which were actually armed with wooden spoons so they could hit me from any direction like an octopus when you have italian parents you never you're never too old to get hit with a wooden spoon shoe or back of the hand 
to the day your parents die, you're young enough to get hit. And if you step out of line, trust me, I even got a wooden spoon with my name painted on it for my birthday one year. Thanks, Grandma. So that's a cute little um, part there that we read from Laura's book. And it's also the first time that I'm reading uh, some of the um paragraphs so bear with me if i have my accent if i'm my dyslexia kicks in um but i'm also trying to read so that you can get a, a feel for the character so how many of you raise your hands have italian parents how many of you raise your hands have spanish parents or you know indian parents or asian parents uh, or parents that just like to smack you with a wooden spoon uh here here <laughs> how many of your parents um have gotten the chancla you know for those old parents that that use sandals and they can just throw it to you from across the room so my mom was actually pretty good at that she was good, so good with her chancla, which is uh, a sandal, that I swear to you, she could throw her from anywhere <laughs> in the house and it would turn corners and still hit you on the head. So <laughs> if you have that parent, <laughs> this book is for you because it will remind you of um, the fun of it. Because, you know, of course, when you're in the middle of it, it's not as fun. But looking back, um, you know, we were raised in a different society and different type of time of life where your parents could do those things. And now it is like you survived it, but you survived it in a fun way because you didn't have to, um, you know, you didn't, you, you have those memories, you know, of your mother or your, you know, it's never your dad that throws the sound. It's never your dad that hits you with a wooden spoon. Um, it's always your parent, your mom or your grandma. So it's interesting how a lot of, um, different cultures have similar way of parenting. So in this book, it's hilarious that she's saying that she even got a wooden spoon, the character saying that, um, and that her, it had her name on it. Um, I one time was in Costa Rica and my uncle had this thing on the wall. It was a long stick looking thing. And I go ahead and go to him. That's just an odd placement for, for a, a wooden item that you're holding there. And he goes to me, oh, that right there, that's not art. And I said, what is it? And his kids were teenagers at the time. Um, I think young, like 15 or so, because I already had children and I was married and I'm one of the oldest uh, of the cousins. Um, if not the oldest, I might be, I think on that part of the family, I believe I might be the oldest. Uh, on the other side of the family, I'm like the third down or the fourth down. Um, so they, they were teenagers and they all started giggling and they were like, Oh, you don't want to find out. You don't want to find out what that is. You don't want to mess with that and, and, and dad if he gets mad. And, uh, <laughs> and I kind of said to my uncle, uh, uncle, what is it? What is it? You know, what is this thing? The kids seem to be giggling about it, but I, I can see that it's a, it's a serious giggle. You know, it's like, it's not a fun giggle. It's kind of like a don't step out of line giggle. And, um, but you know, still in, in good, in good, um, humor. And he told me that it was a piece of the bull that gets dried up. Um, and that it is used to smack your children if they get out of line. And, and I thought, to, I thought to myself, is that corporate punishment? What's going on here? And he was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, I, I don't know how to use it. He goes, I just, um, he goes, they know because, uh, you know, they, they, they've seen it since they were little. So now I just have to go ahead and hang it on the wall as a reminder. So when you have parents from 
from other countries and even from America, depending on how your parent is, sometimes they don't even have to like whip you with something. Just the reminder that there is a spoon, you know, and in this case for, for the, for the character in Laura's book, International Love on the Amalfi Coast, this character has a spoon with her name on it, which means that she doesn't have to get reminded that she could get smacked with a spoon. She just knows that there's a spoon and she'll stay in line. So she's very excited to be traveling. She's very excited to be going to this trip to Italy. And we're going to continue and read a little bit of the book. Um, and it goes as follows. On the plane trip to Italy, Mr. Bob sat next to me and told me the four rules of going to Italy with, my, with his family. As my guardian, he was feeling a little extra protective. I also knew as my Italian guardian, he had the right to hit me like my parents could, and I knew he would not spare the rod. I've heard him screaming at his daughters, so I knew the rules were no joke. And I remember, you know, I'm a Spanish, so, you know, sometimes when you are with other parents that are taking care of you, um, they are allowed to go ahead and keep you in line. And, you know, you know to respect this, you don't go out of, out of the line, but you know, that's the that's a society and the times that you and I and other people were born in, not necessarily people who are younger. Um, and it was okay back in those days. So let me go ahead and keep reading. Um, on this book here and give you more of an idea of what the book is, the characters. And again, we're going to be interviewing Laura later on. Um, she's going to talk about different things and, and, and things about the book. It's going to be an exciting um, situation to go ahead and be able to be part of that. And so let me go ahead and continue to read. The first rule was no drugs or going to nightclubs alone. I was okay with that because I wasn't into drugs anyway. And Figured I'll be going out with his daughters at night. Technically, that's two rules, but he put them together. The second rule was no Vespas. Under no circumstances was I go to, was I, was I to go on a Vespa because it was too dangerous. I'm not sure I care about a Vespa anyway. So that should be easy to abide by. The third rule was no sex with boys. Hmm. I kind of hope Italy would be the place I would lose my virginity. I So I'd never have to see that guy again in case something went wrong. I figured if he was on another continent, I was safe. Another plus was no one in my town would ever know. The third rule might be rough, but it's not like I was running around with men anyway. By American standards, I was a lay bloomer. My parents would be happy if I remained that way until I was 30. The fourth rule was if any boy wanted to ask me out, he had to ask them first. And the kid can be a cooch, which I guess that means jackass. Oh boy, this is not the 1950s. And no boy on the planet was going to ask Mr. Bulb who stood at, at an intimidating six foot three, if he can take me out for gelato, sex, or anything else for that matter. I was doomed. 
I was also shocked because I knew his daughters were wild and definitely breaking all the rules. What did I sign up for? Hmm. We hope he was being extra tough because maybe he thought I might be wild due to how strict my parents were back home. I agreed to the rules because what else was I going to say? I hope something I'll uncover. Um, I hope somehow I'll uncover a way to bypass one or two of those rules and have some fun. After landing in Italy, we drove from the airport to Sorrento, to the Sorrento Peninsula. The hills were alive with stretches of smoke-filled clouds. I later learned my Italians, many Italians at the time, burned their garbage and burst. That created a very distinct smell. Ugh, like sewage, I thought. That was wild. <laughs> And where, what line did I come to? I had no idea what I was in for with this trip. My, my idea of Italy at that point was like a sex ad with a chick women, charming, gorgeous men, and everything wearing, and everybody wearing Gucci and our money. There would be a lot of butts being pinched and and Jack Chin, uh, Jack, and I can't say this word because my dyslexia, but it could be, uh, I want to say Jack, Jack Chin because my dyslexia wants me to read it that way, but it's probably, um, that's probably how you spell it, um, a yacht. So yachting is probably the word. And again, bear with me. I do have dyslexia. Um, so I'm reading as good as I possibly can, <laughs> especially because I've never seen the, uh, this, um, part of the book that I'm reading because I'm just grabbing, grabbing random pages and reading them to you. Um, as we go for you guys to get a feel of the international love on the Amalfi Coast, uh, by Laura. And please, you know, do send me, uh, messages at jatsonlive at gmail.com and on my website, jatsonlive.com and let me know whether or not you want to read more books to you guys. Um, and again, I'm reading and the information that I'm reading is completely new <laughs> to me. So and my dyslexia, my kick thing. So I think it's yachting in the setter in the clear Mediterranean. Um, OK, so let me go back and read this line. So my idea of Italy at this point was like a sex ad with chick women, charming, gorgeous men and everyone wearing Gucci and Armani. There would be a lot of butts being pinched and yachting in the clear Mediterranean while clinking Prosecco glasses and saying chit-chit all night long. Laura only knows where these images in my head came from. Driving the coast was a long and dizzling. A few times I had to close my eyes. Hairpin turns with cars spinning in both directions and Vespas racing up in between. Oh my gosh. That, that sounds wild. <laughs> that sounds wild reading that. I just pictured that and I almost had a, like a, a, a panic attack. <laughs> I'm, I'm not very good with turns. I get a little bit of vertical. So, um, you know, sometimes when you read a, a story and you get captivated by the characters and the scenery, you were pretty much taken there. And this definitely took me there. So if any of you guys that love to drive like little race cars on a Vespa or a scooter or a motorcycle or a car, 
and you love to do winding roads and, and feel like a, a race car driver, Italy definitely sounds like a place for you. <laughs> so go visit. Um, remember too also that we are doing uh, retreat trips to different areas and I would love to go to Italy with um, some of you guys and also speak uh, in a panel with you guys and have a wonderful time. Um, for me, I will not be driving <laughs> because I do get vertical when there's a lot of turns and I am like Sulander. I can only turn, um, you know, I can't turn left. For some reason, I can turn right. <laughs> so um, I, I can turn left. I just get a lot of vertical. I'm like, ah, <laughs> and I'm only going 30 miles an hour. So let me go ahead and read uh, more about this book um, and read that apart again. I had to close my eyes. Hairpin turns with cars speeding in both directions and Vespas raining up in between. Mr. and Mrs. Volp were in charge of the music, which helped me focus on something other than the twists and the turns along the coastline. Most of the time, we spent listening to various singers like Julio Iglesias, Luciano Parvati, and of course, Frank Sinatra. Who doesn't love Frank? Oh, Julio. Tell me, oh, wait, um, this is a little bit Italian. So I speak Spanish. Uh, I don't speak Italian, so I'm going to go ahead and speak it as much as I can as I read this. And uh, this is one of the other characters speaking on the book. Oh, Julio, tell me, cuando, cuando, cuando are we going to get there? I have a feeling we're going to become very acquainted on this trip. The Volps loved Julio. It was more of a fan. Uh, I was more of a fan of, sin, opera, of opera and Sinatra. It's impossible to be Italian-American and not love Sinatra. Dean Martin, Pavarotti, and Tony Bennett, as well as one of my time, all-time favorites, Louis Prima. All Italian-Americans who have a working knowledge of Italian opera songs and a big and big band classics. So again, tune in around 5.15 to listen to Laura's intaking with her. And we'll be talking more about her book, more about, you know, her Q&A. And again, go to my website for jetsonlive.com to know more about her on the author spotlight. And I'll be reading a couple of pages from you guys, for you guys, uh, whether it's here on the podcast or on uh, my TikTok. Um, again, Jetson Live on TikTok. And the cool thing about this book is that it does bring in um, many songs and and singers. And when you purchase the book, you're able to go ahead and contact her and show her the receipt. And she'll send you a, um, I believe, the soundtrack to this book and other extras. So that's pretty cool because a lot of the names that you're listening and you're hearing here on the book that she wrote, the artist, she will go ahead and, and send you information about them and their music, and you'll be able to go ahead and uh, play the music as you're reading the book, which is even more fun. So again, thank you for listening to Jetson Live. I have appreciated you guys, and um, tune in around 5.15. I'll be back with Laura. Thank you.